0: everybody, it's Julie Barth, and I'm here with Jerry Deere, the old nerd in the gym. We are talking about self-care and caregiver guilt today. Do you feel guilty about being at this podcast right now? Uh, No, not necessarily. <laughs> I
1: figure uh, <laughs> we have to do the podcast, and I mean, we could do it with Dad in the room, but he would just look at us like we're crazy. And who are you talking to? Um,
0: He does that when we're talking anyway. <laughs> you know, it's interesting that you say it that
1: way, do I feel guilty doing the podcast. You have to recognize the feelings of guilt, and... Sometimes they're pretty obvious and sometimes they're kind of sneaking up on you. Uh, The only way I can describe that is like it's a little bit like noticing that you have a monster under the bed when you're a kid. You know, you have to recognize the monster before it's really there. And that's why your parents always have you come and look under the bed. See,
0: there's mm-hmm. nothing here. This is like the Looney Tunes philosophy that the cliff doesn't end if you don't look down. If you don't
1: look down, you can keep walking, yeah, right? right? Well, it doesn't really work like that, <laughs> as we know, as poor Wile E. Coyote found funny. out all the time. Bugs was the only one who could get away with it. Yeah. And he always seemed to have a parachute or something. Um, but caregiver guilt will sneak up on you. Mm-hmm. It'll be one of those things that before you know it, you don't realize you have not taken care of yourself. Um You have to recognize those feelings that something has changed in your life, that um, it's a little bit of acceptance. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit of understanding that you have to take care of yourself or you can't take care of the the family member or the the charge that you've been given to take care of. And you have to be a little bit compassionate for your own well-being. You're going to get down. You're going to get depressed. You're going to feel moments of, I just don't know if I can do this anymore.
0: Well, it's very stressful, so it's only natural to have those same triggers from stress as anything else. Oh, it is very,
1: yeah, absolutely. The, the level of stress is different, um, and it also depends on what kind of person you're taking care of. So if someone needs 24-hour full-time all the time, you can't be away from the kind of care, that takes an incredible toll on you. If it's sort of half of that, it's a little bit less to some extent, but it could be more in others because now maybe the person is fully mentally cognizant. And they're fighting with you all the time about things they need to have done for them.
0: Yes. Sometimes whether uh, the degree to which their physical and mental state is helpful or hindrance also depends on what kind of care they need to.
1: That's right. And a lot of people don't understand the purpose behind self-care. They will say something like, well, I shouldn't be doing this because... Now I'm not taking care of my dad or whatever you're supposed to be doing over here. And then on the other side, you're not taking care of yourself at all. So uh, you try to explain that to them and they they go into the guilt mode. So you have to explain it to them the way that people are explained uh, airline safety instructions. Okay. The one that I think of always is when the cabin loses pressure and the masks drop down. They tell you put the mask on yourself first and then help the other person. So if you have a kid on the plane... Your first instinct is going to put the mask on the kid, not you. That's kind of problematic. Yes. Because what if you lose consciousness trying to put yours on before you get them taken care of And the kid's arm?
0: going to take care of you, and that's just counterintuitive, is
1: Yeah, you got to get it on first and then take care of the child or whatever's going on. This is a similar kind of mentality. You have to make sure that you are up and running before you can help anyone else. We've talked about things like staying hydrated. We've talked about exercise and nutrition, all these other things. And they're all focused along the lines of people who uh have this problem anyway and maybe it's exacerbated by the, the caregiving life. Mm-hmm. Guilt prevents you from so many things that are just basic self-care. You have to really think that it's happening. And this is a perfect time to actually start to exercise when you're, you've are you discovered that you should take care of yourself a little bit more. So the, the self-care and the caregiving guilt um, go hand in hand. It's why I didn't want to separate them into two different podcasts because they're really tied together. These are One comes, the guilt comes from you trying to do
0: self-care. And the self-care comes with having to... Uh, being a side effect of taking care of yourself would be alleviating some of that guilt too, because you feel better and you've changed your attitude about how you feel about your own self-care.
1: Well, right. It's a, it's a circle you can't get out of. Right. If you're feeling bad about yourself, you're not going to be feel, feeling very good about how you're taking care of your family member. You're not going to be feeling good about how you're doing your job, whatever it is. And if you're part-time caregiver, it's not any easier. I mean, people think that just because you're only there a few hours a week or something, that it doesn't take a toll on you. It does.
0: Well, mentally, you're always there, too. You're always you're there. You're always waiting for the phone to ring. You That's right. You know what's going to happen.
1: That's right. You're always on call, Um, But there are things that you can do to kind of mitigate some of that. So I I think we'll – let's go over a couple of those. One thing we've mentioned many, 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 many times, attend to your own healthcare needs the other person you're dealing with is being well cared for you know because you're doing it you know that they're you're going, making
0: all of their dental appointments and you right. haven't seen the dentist since you were nine exactly maybe we should reevaluate <laughs> our values here
1: right so you're you're going to the doctor for them and you're making sure the meds are taken care of and all the things because if it's an elderly parent most likely you have a lot of medications, a lot of doctor's visits and all that sort of thing um,
0: If you haven't taken a vitamin since they were chewable...
1: Yeah, exactly. If you still got Flintstones in your cabinet, and that's the last thing that you have, Flintstones are okay had, for adults to take. They're, they're still okay. To you just gotta take more of them. Um, they're really bad for your stomach. Though. But they're <laughs> delicious. <laughs> You're just get eating them like candy. <laughs> and if hey, you know what? There's a nice tip. If you can't get your your family member to take their vitamins, get some Flintstones and try it. What do yeah, you got to chewy lose at this gummies. Point?
0: They come as the gummies. You know, now.
1: chewy gummies we've had trouble with. Yeah. Um, Parkinson's uh, with the swallowing and and difference. So be careful with that. But that's also another good alternative. So. While you're doing that, make sure you pop a couple of those. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you have an idea of what your health care needs are and that they're being met. Um, get proper rest and eat right. That's probably that with hydration are probably the top three things that we don't do. So
0: you mean to tell me all those things that my mother has told me my whole life are really important? <laughs> eat right, drink your water, brush your teeth. Go to sleep.
1: Yeah. You know, all that. Rest, nutrition, hydration, those are those are huge. Exercise, those are all part of the same thing. In fact, the next thing on my list is exercise regularly, even if it's only 10 minutes at a time. Now, here's where we come in. So we're going to come back to that one at okay. the end of this, and we'll talk about how exercise can help you alleviate some of the guilt. Well, we um, also
0: have some ideas on how you can exercise with your
1: that's, that's part of it, right. So participating in activities that you like that are nurturing, like reading a book, take a nice bubble bath, um, grab a newspaper, a real physical paper newspaper, read it start to finish. Read the whole thing. I challenge anybody to grab mm-hmm. a New York Times or a New Yorker or a Dayton Daily News or wherever you happen to live, the big paper, mm-hmm. the Thursday paper with all of the coupons, dump all that junk out. Read the whole newspaper start to finish. <laughs> It's slower. Yeah. It's different than this fire hose of digital nausea we get at it's us every day.
0: too easy to skip over things. Yeah, I like to do crosswords, so I like to do those on There's crosswords, Sudoku,
1: all those different things that you can do. Grab a Rubik's Cube.
0: You know, actually, some of those are actually a way to keep your mind sharp and prevent dementia and things like that.
1: Well, it's interesting you say that because we still have a few more things on this list, but one of the things that's really interesting about what what you just mentioned is that we tend to get so... I I can tell you from my personal experience when I was helping to take care of mom, you are so focused on that because that was 24-7 that you forget about things and you start your world narrows mm-hmm. to where if it's not in the confines of her home hospital room, I didn't know what was going on. Tunnel I mean, vision. yeah, the TV is on, but you, you see some of that. But when you're caring for someone like that, like my mom, we would have public TV on. So she's watching curious George and electric company and things like that because it, she would respond to it. So you're not getting news. You're not getting, you know, the day to day stuff going on. Um, so don't isolate yourself. Don't stay in a vacuum. Um, Let's see.
0: I think that also helps with seeking out support if you are feeling stressed or depressed. Yes.
1: Talk to people. Talk to people. Talk to other family members. Get some help. You know, reach out. Say, hey, I'm really starting to come apart. Can you, I mean, if you have problems with siblings and you're taking care of a parent, I keep using a parent, but this could be a child. It could be, you know, a nephew, niece, whatever you have, um, whoever you're dealing with. Reach out to someone and say, can you come and just sit with him for an hour?
0: Even if it's just a neighbor or someone yes. from church or from Give your yourself community. five. You don't, you don't have
1: to leave the house. Just go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Go outside. Take a walk. Do something to get your mind off of it because you really are living it. That's a, a level of support. You can also seek counseling. Um, there are lots of counsel on aging type organizations that have social workers and other counseling available to you if you go seek it out. Hospice Care has counseling for you. And most of that is free of charge. You don't have to have insurance or anything for it. Um uh, support groups. There are a lot of family caregiver support groups out there. You, uh, just like the homeschool kids, you know, mm-hmm. the parents have lots of resources. Family caregivers have lots of that, but it's hard to find. Right. So contact your local area agency on aging
0: or just Google it google yeah support groups for people with x or you know
1: especially when it's a specific disease that's a good thing to mention because uh, i would go to someone who has parkinson's right you know I want to see what they're running into
0: well then you have the similar experiences and they understand what you're saying you know if you have someone with cystic fibrosis and you're hearing for them the Parkinson's things may not be similar so you may have very different experiences. The right. support will still be there but not quite as tailored to what you're doing. Exactly with. right. Um, then the next thing would
1: be like acknowledge your feelings. Be okay with your feelings. Uh, I think we tend to hide them because we don't want people to see that we're falling apart. We're the ones in charge. We're taking care of everybody, right? Well, and
0: I think they think that makes you some kind of selfish or bad person because you are, you know, you're not dealing with Parkinson's but you are being selfish or something. Right. There's We feel like there's not a it's not okay to feel that way right and it's really not the patient
1: You're not the patient. You're not allowed to have empathy for them either. That's a a common thing where you you feel like you shouldn't have empathy for them. But um, I've also told people that empathy can be bad because you tend to absorb all of the things they're going through and you start taking upon yourself and you're sort of uh, appropriating that for you. And that can become dramatic Mm -hmm. for yourself because now you've got an additional level of stress. So try to do that. But acknowledge and identify the feelings. Sometimes you you don't.
0: Feelings, but you also learned up boundaries too.
1: Boundaries as in.
0: As in. All of their problems are not necessarily your fault or your, you know, like if they're not eating right, you're trying your best. Acknowledge that you've done what you can, you know.
1: Yeah, there's nothing you can do about that to some extent. You're doing the best you can do. And if you don't know how to do some of those things, you're having issues with nutrition, you're having issues with whatever, again, seek out some of the resources Mm -hmm. that we've mentioned. And talk
0: to their doctor and they might be able to steer you somewhere.
1: Right. And, you know, I'm always going to tell people, email us at Old Nerd and we will try to help you find the resource that you need. Even, we may not have all that stuff published on our website, but eventually we're going to have some. The thing is, there are resources right in your own area. If you don't live near where you're, where we are in the middle of Ohio, you could be in California. You don't know where to go. Give us a call or an email. We'll try to help you find that right uh, resource. Um, One of the other things that's really difficult, probably I think one of the most difficult things, is to change the negative way that you look at your situation. I feel trapped. I feel like no one else is going to do this. I feel like my parent, family member, whoever, they don't care. Um, Depending on how ill your loved one is, they may not know. So you're putting an awful lot of of stress on someone who doesn't know they're they're even stressing, out your, stressing life. No. your life out.
0: And there's also a little bit of a martyr, poor me, poor me cycle that you can get stuck in where you feel like you're helpless and no one will help you. And then you don't ask for help because you've already made that decision in your mind.
1: Well, if you are like my family, you tend to be a little bit stubborn in the first place. I can do this. I don't need you. Um, huh. There are times when I definitely feel that way. Yeah. Where I there's some things I won't let people have control over. I don't want anyone messing with his medications. Um,
0: but that's partially because you've had an issue with trying to do it differently before.
1: Yeah. It's, it's very managed and it's it's documented and all that. That's that's not the same thing. But I typically will. I don't have a problem with someone coming in and dosing it out. Right. Because it's already in a little container. Mm-hmm. You just, it says Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Dump that one out and give it to them.
0: So if you wake up, you've got 104 temperature. You have the flu. How do I handle that? Somebody else can come over.
1: It's all set up. Yeah. I can yes. give people pretty easy instructions for what to do for him. If your family member, your your patient, your charge has a lot more involved things that have to be done, mm-hmm. this is probably a time while you're thinking about this to start looking at other resources if you haven't yet.
0: Well, it's also good to write all that down just in case. Because D- document you never everything. Know. Make sure that if anybody could walk into your house, uh, be they an EMT or somebody wants to know what's been going on, or a family member if you're down with the flu or you break a leg. Right. That those things are written somewhere.
1: So one of the things that that's important that you say that, we'll talk about that in another podcast as well, but the just briefly, uh, something that helps with caregiver guilt and helps with the stress is to be as organized as you can. So you have a document that has all their doctor's names and phone numbers and email addresses, whatever. you have, It has all their medication on it. It has all of their... Uh, um, medical history on it. You just put as much as you can on one document and stash it away, so it's available. If the ER or the EMTs come, you hand them this piece of paper. They got everything they need, and they're off to the the hospital. It'll save a lot of time, uh, but it it lowers your stress level.
0: Yes, I think another thing that you do for self care is you have um like a to go bag.
1: I of? do. Yeah, we I have sort of an emergency bag for him, and it has uh some additional medication. It has a change of clothes, depends. Um, you know, all those sorts of things are in one single bag. So,
0: straws which are surprisingly uh, useful. Yes.
1: <laughs> well, whatever your day-to-day things are, you right. may have surgical gloves, you may have um, you know, cleaning wipes, whatever you have to have. It's almost like a diaper bag for kids. And you have all that stuff already built into it. It's
0: an eventuality thing. If you ever took somebody to an amusement park for the day or you yourself made a backpack up, anything you might need. So
1: unfortunately, this is the thing we have to carry around all the time because we never know what we're going to need. But if you have that available, that will reduce your stress. That will make you feel less guilty because you've pre-planned.
0: And then if the house is on fire, you can grab that. And you, you can, you can you grab that and out the door. medications and you're good.
1: Yes. Yeah, so you get, get your patient out and grab that bag and you're, you know, and I actually keep that bag near the door. Yep. So it's in a place where I can just pick it up and go. His wallet is, is, you know, locally housed. So it's easy to grab that. So we have his ID, all that sort of thing. These little bits, and that's the next step, which these little bits uh, of pre-planning will help you reduce some of that stress, um, So now let's go back to exercise. Okay. So this is the big thing. This is what Old Nerd is all about. So we're talking about exercise. We're talking about not just you exercising, but finding a way to stop that caregiver guilt by working with your patient to teach them some things they can do. For example... I converted, and I've talked about this many times, it's some of the impetus for this, I converted some of my dad's physical therapy uh, activities to something more uh, isolated. Um, And they're isometric uh, exercises now. So he has weighted resistance-based exercises. But I had to learn how to do that on my own and then teach him how to do it. But now he's doing it on his own during the day at home. He'll pick up his little weights and do his little hand gestures and all that stuff and He's got all that down.
0: And when you're at the gym, you do them together. So you're both getting the benefit of exercise.
1: Right. And this is part of your self-care. The exercise level that's rely, that is that is required for you to feel better is first just getting started. You cannot be reluctant to do this. This is a really big problem. That is part of the of the caregiver guilt is feeling, well, I can't go to the gym today because he's got X, Y, Z things. Then go before that. Mm-hmm. Or while you know someone's there, we have home care twice uh, for two hours a day. So if I know that I'm going to have to be there for part of that day, I can leave for that two hours. Right. Go do something else. Because
0: it's handled.
1: It's handled. It's covered. Somebody's with him. I don't have mm-hmm. to worry about that. So, But the exercise portion of this is really important because what my job is to work with caregivers and teach them how to work with their charge together. So you're both sitting there doing these exercises. Mm-hmm. Nobody's running marathons. Nobody's planning for century bike rides. Mm-hmm. It's just... Just getting yourself mobile and keep yourself moving.
0: Even if it's only 10 or 12 minutes a day. What if maybe you live on a long driveway? Maybe just the two of you walk out and get the mail and come back. Right.
1: And if you can't walk, put them in a wheelchair. You know, whatever it is, make it work. Find something. But you have to step away and you have to exercise. Learn. um, uh, Yoga can be a huge help because it will help center you a little bit. It gives you stretches. And then figure out something that you can do physically just in small spaces that will mm-hmm. keep you going. Learn things like doing planks or, or small weighted exercises or just sit-ups or whatever you want to do. To help keep you mobile. But if you can do that for both of you, then you're both reaping the benefits from it and you feel less guilty as a caregiver because you're getting some exercise in, but you're including them. Right. If they can't do it, find something they can do to do it. So you,
0: you helping them is actually helping you.
1: Totally. And that's how most of this ends up being. Right. You find ways to do good for them that actually comes back and helps you at the same time.
0: So what would you say are the top three ways to alleviate caregiver guilt and focus on self-care?
1: Well, uh, Probably the number one way is to um, recognize it. Okay. Know that it's there. Know that you have these emotions because until you do that, it's a little like somebody admitting they have an addiction to something. That first step is always going to be, okay, this is this way. Mm -hmm. I feel guilty because I want to go and go to a movie in the middle of the afternoon just to get away. That's not, that's not an unhealthy thing to okay. feel sometimes. Except that it's okay
0: for you to have those feelings. It it's is. natural. And Accept it. it. It's doesn't fine. doesn't make you a bad person.
1: No, it doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't mean you're abandoning your charge. It doesn't mean anything except that your body and your mind go, hey, I need a break. Mm-hmm. I have to do something. And respite care sometimes isn't enough. This is a focused thing that you need to go do to give yourself some some stress uh, relief.
0: Number two?
1: Number two is find that thing that you want to do. Okay. So... Um, Something you can do at home, something you can do easily, do exercise. Pick one or two things mm-hmm. that you do throughout the week that you can. It takes your mind away from the situation you're in and forces you to think about something else for a few minutes.
0: Even if you balance on a, you could balance on a balance ball and fold the laundry.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Sit so, on so one of those Pilates balls, fold mm-hmm. the laundry, watch TV, right. um, do a little exercise, uh, write if you're if you like to write things down. um, Journ- I, journaling can be Journaling is helpful. really helpful with this. Uh, I managed to do that while I was writing my column for the newspapers, and I would write about things that happened to, to my mom that we were taking care of her, and we, I would write about those things. And what I found out was that other people got help from that because they saw, oh, wow, you're going through that too. Well,
0: now you have the blog post, so that helps.
1: And now we have the blog post. It works the same way. So that's two. Number three is probably to learn from it. I think is, you know, you're you're now stepping up your nutritional level, you're stepping up your hydration, you're stepping up your exercise. What are you learning from all of that? Adjust and adapt because some things aren't going to work and some things are. And
0: what doesn't.
1: Yeah. Learn what works and what doesn't. And don't think it's got to be perfect. You're not, this whole thing with the caregiving, it's a marathon. Mm -hmm. You don't even have a clue what the finish line looks like. (laughs) So it's not even 26 miles. It's more like, oh, God, I'm never going to get there. And it may feel like around the
0: world in 80 days. Well,
1: and you don't know exactly what route you're
0: taking. (laughs) And you also think it's going to be probably more than 80 days. You do, yes. And you feel like a little
1: bit backed into a corner. So I think most of those things, those three things, I think will mostly do it.
0: So would you say that taking time for yourself is more important as important. I would say it's as important as taking care of your patient.
1: Well, obviously, your patient comes first in most cases. Um, You do need to consider them. I'm I'm saying self-care is not a a, uh, selfish thing, Uh, but your patient will always come first, I think, if if you have the same mentality I always have. But I think it is probably the most important thing. Self-care is the most important thing to making sure your patient is cared for (laughs) because the resource drops over and then you got to start over again.
0: So if you're not good, you're not good to anybody else either. That's
1: exactly right. Got to take care of yourself.
0: I think that's probably all we've got for today.
1: That's a good start. Make some comments, uh, email some questions. If you have an idea that might help other people, we'll publish it. So let's keep talking.
0: Yeah, feel free to put questions out there. Uh, Visit us at the website
1: oldnerdinthegym.com and be sure to listen to the other podcasts.
0: All right. From Jerry and Julie. Today I'm going to close as I usually do. Yeah. Get up and get out there. Have a great day.